Hello and welcome to Dear Hank and John. Or as I prefer to think of it, Dear John and Hank. It's a podcast where two brothers answer your questions, give you the advice, and bring you all the week's news from both Mars and AFC Wimbledon. John, I have a question for you. Yeah, great. I love questions. How much, how much, how many like holes in, in your Swiss cheese would there have to be before you were like, actually, this is kind of a ripoff? Well, as it happens, I don't like Swiss cheese because I feel like it's kind of a ripoff. Is it? Is it? You're like that's a lot of air I'm buying. Yeah. No, like I, if I, I could bought buy, cheddar, like every I'd get... other cheese has figured this problem out. Yeah, more cheese for my cheese. And and Swiss cheese is like, what if? Yeah, <laughs> they're using it as a selling point. It's like if I bought a burger and they were like, oh, it's got a bunch of holes in it. That makes it fancier. It's fancy, a fancy kind of beef you can't get without holes in it. Yeah, and I'd Swiss be like, beef. yeah, but. <laughs> Swiss beef, but I'd be like, I don't, I don't want the holes. I want a burger. Yeah. If I, I wanted to the... eat air, it, wait, is this the new thing where you ask me a question and it, it's not a dad joke? I'm waiting for the punchline. But what if there is no punchline? Maybe this is the new bit. <laughs> this is there's no punchline. No. Oh, I'm this just, is amazing. I love I'm, this. I'm legitimately because I just had a slice of Swiss cheese and I was like, that's this was a lot of holes. Like that's yeah. There's not a lot of cheese happening right now. Yeah. It's and a like, big, I, is yeah. this a is this like a diet strategy? Is it like diet cheese where instead of using aspartame, no. we use no no what? no. Use air? We use air. No, no I don't think that's... <laughs> I don't think there's such a thing <laughs> fewer as diet, calories diet cheese, if man. fewer cheese. Yeah. Oh, no, Hank. I, I love the way you look at the world. Just as like a, like just a pure value transaction. I want more cheese per cheese. No, you just kind of look at it a little bit askance. Like the rest of us are looking at it head on and you're like a little bit off to the left. So you see things differently or off to the right. I'm not trying to alienate any of our uh, politically inclined (laughs) listeners. Uh, We could we could alienate some of them. It's fine. Oh, um, well, I've had a great week. I've got the uh, depression. Yeah, Um, I've heard. And uh, yeah, you know, but they don't know. Uh, And uh, it's... (sighs) I mean, yeah. just the worst. I well, I don't want to say it's the worst. I'm sure there are worse things in the world, but um, there's <laughs> That's no worse the things in my talking right there. Yeah, where exactly. Like actually, yeah. the bad way I feel isn't that important, isn't is it? That, yeah, I just got compared to my, other people's bad. Yeah, I what? just got a phone with my psychiatrist, and he was like, "It sounds like you're using that as a as a weapon to attack yourself." And I was like, "I don't really have time for this metaphor crap that you do." I don't really have time for you to understand what I'm doing better than I understand it myself, sir. That's right. Or madame. That's right. Um, yeah, so I, I apologize in advance if I'm not very funny, um, but I'm not very funny right now. And also, like, I just, I don't I don't want to go over the top, but I just kind of suck in general. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm That's kind what of- I, was, I actually was thinking that just before the call. I was like, my brother John, he's, he's not very funny and he sucks in general. It's kind of miserable to be around right now. Um, trust me, I have to be around myself 24 hours a day, but it will pass. It will get better. Um, this isn't permanent. You know, Where like you thought I, I was serious, you guys. Um, oh, I didn't think you were serious. No. Um, thank you for clarifying, though, just in case I would have, because it's not out of the question. It's not out of the question. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I feel like a lot of times, like when we talk about mental health, we only show our scars, you know, never our open Mm -hmm. wounds. And like, sometimes that can make people feel like, oh, well, that guy like is functioning so well, despite his 
mental health problems and I function so poorly. I just want everybody to know I'm functioning very poorly. You, um, you got on the phone though, John, which is- Yeah, yeah and, and I loaded up the, the document. It's got the questions in it. I haven't really read them, but I'm ready. I'm ready for this hour of fun. What? <laughs> um do you want to have some you want to have some fun john where do they put the holes that they take out of the swiss cheese no they just melt it down and make more cheese (laughs) no that's not how it works they don't (laughs) carve holes out of it you know that you know that you're just trying to make me laugh forget you let's answer some questions from our listeners they feed it to the to the pigs dear john and hank The other day I was feeling tired, so I lay on the ground with my legs resting upward against a wall. Uh Uh-huh. That's nice. It's a nice feeling. I remember seeing someone put into this position after they'd fainted, and I I believe it was in an attempt to get more oxygen to their brain, which got me to thinking about the role of gravity in our bipedal evolution. I have four guinea pigs whose bodies are very close to the ground. Does that mean they have better circulation than I do measuring my BPM, Jen? Well... You know, it means they have easier circulation than you. Yeah, but, their heart doesn't have to do as much work, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily better. Yeah, yeah, because like we evolved to be able to be the way that we are. Uh, for example, giraffes are way more like that than we are, right? So like yeah. their their heads all the way up there, and look, it's not doing as much as our heads doing. Uh, they do seem to sort of travel at like one tenth brain speed. Not mm. that they're not smart. They they just have they're just smart more slowly than uh, other animals maybe they just move they're very smart it turns out but like uh, giraffe researchers I have talked to do I'm say take that the under I'm gonna take the under on very smart <laughs> like I don't think they know how far apart the stars are no okay yeah they don't they don't they they I'm not even sure they know about the stars uh, but they probably and not only that them. I don't think I can teach them. You know, like, I don't think I could say like, hey, look up there. You know what that is? That's a star, bro. Yeah. But like, as far as things that are important to giraffe, like living, they're pretty good at all that stuff. And I'm not going to say giraffes are dummies. Uh, I'm just going to say that they're smart more slowly. Okay, great. I love that. Because and because it's hard to get blood all the way up there, but they do got sure. they do do a lot of important work up in the brain, and they have uh you know as you might expect gigantic hearts and very thick walled blood vessels, and like if you put the heart of a giraffe inside of a guinea pig, it would explode the guinea pig, because like literally um because that's mm. the, you, you know you've <laughs> got two things needing different things. I also feel like the heart of a giraffe might be larger than a guinea pig. <laughs> So I feel like that also might result in an explosion. Yeah. If you put a heart the size of a guinea pig's heart, but the strength of a giraffe heart inside of a guinea pig, it would explode. What a, what a bad science that would be. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? We did it, everyone. We finally made a giraffe powered heart the size of a guinea pig's heart. Why? If I read that paper, yeah, I'd be like, well, that was just mean and accomplished very little. Like it confirmed a very small theory that was put forth on a podcast. (laughs) I'm, I, I am now worried about humans much more so than I was before. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. No, we need to be way less smart. Um, Way less smart. We need to think so much less. Uh, I I wanted to ask you a question that we got, Hank. I think it's a really important question, so I wanted to put it near the beginning of the show. It's from Dryden. Uh Uh-huh. 
And he says, Dear John and Hank, I'm a graduate student doing master's studies in theology and philosophy. Well, that's uh, that's what they call the um, billionaire make... bundle. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> so much better than what I was going to say. The billionaire bundle. <laughs> the billionaire bundle. <laughs> I'm a graduate student studying theology and philosophy. The billionaire bundle. A group of classmates and I recently started bonding over a shared interest in anarchism as a political philosophy, and we decided to start a reading and discussion group around the topic, a sort mm-hmm. of anarchism club, if you will. But a problem has emerged, which is that our club hasn't really gotten off the ground because none of us have really taken initiative to take leadership of it, which is a problem that I maybe should have foreseen when I tried to start an anarchism club. <laughs> So my question is, how do I take charge and get this anarchism club moving forward without violating the very principle of anarchism itself? Not a wet office, dry den. <laughs> With humor like that, who wouldn't show up to that? To that, if uh, I, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily like violating the spirit of anarchism to put some posters out and call your friends and say anarchism club meets Wednesday at five p.m. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that it. The idea is that nobody is in charge of anything, but like, I don't know. No, bro, I, that is literally the idea. <laughs> Why am I saying bro so much today? I don't know. What's great? I am your bro. I know. I don't know why I'm saying it though. Um, um maybe it's because I'm wearing a hat. Sometimes when I wear a hat, I feel more like a guy who says the word bro. Yeah, well, maybe you just are becoming a guy who says the word bro more. It's I possible. used the phrase AF in a text to you earlier Whoa. earlier today oh, or yeah. yesterday. I was going to say, I don't think you've texted me today, but you texted me like 300 times yesterday. So. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, I guess that's me now. That's yeah. me. I just AF. That, I still as, say that AF. I still say as space F, which is... Super embarrassing. Right. Well, that is more the thing to do for a man of our uh, generation. Yeah. Yeah, Stature. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, uh, so, so, so you, nobody can be in, well, I don't know. I don't know. Anarchism club by definition cannot have a president. Okay. The anarchism club can't have a president. The anarchism club has to happen, uh, somewhat spontaneously. And that happens when there's pizza. Yeah, that's good. Exactly. The Anarchism Club can have contributors, right? Right. And so and you, you just can contribute a pizza. pizza to the lounge. Yeah. And, and you said there's people. Pizza 5 p.m. on Wednesdays. Um, and you cut one of the pizzas into the discussed. anarchy symbol. Because that's easy. It's a circle already. That's a great point, Hank. And you could say, hey, Domino's, can you lay down the pizza pepperonis in an A with like a long mm. slash in the middle? And you know what they'll be like? They'll be like, like the Avengers? Yes, like <laughs> who didn't have a leader? Maybe the real anarchists were the Avengers all along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's when I, I. One thing I think when I watch the Avengers movies is, wow, these sure are politically enlightened. <laughs> yeah, they really um, look. They do sometimes not like the government and do it their own way, which people do like that storyline. Yeah, but also. They do celebrate uh, one of their greatest members, the arms dealer. <laughs> yeah. weird. It is a little weird. Weird mythology. It is a little weird. <clears throat> but then again, like, 
I don't know, man. I mean, nothing, nothing makes much sense right now. Nothing Sorry, makes much go, sense. Go, go, go on to the next one. The billionaire bundle was a, was a all time dear Hank and John joke. <laughs> this next question comes from Dom who asks dear Hank and John, how long after landed on Mars, do you think it would take to get bored? <laughs> bored mm, Dom. Great question. Because you know how like, <clears throat> so I have this, I have this theory. Remember how mm-hmm. mom and dad, when they moved to the mountains of rural North Carolina, they had that ridiculously good view of like the mountain range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would sit out on the porch and look at the mountains. Mm-hmm. Now that view for me never totally got old. Agreed. But I also never lived there. Right. And yeah. so, and like after being there for a few days, I would notice that I would have all of the same problems that I had anyway, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, but with a beautiful view. This is my theory of if I moved to the Bahamas or something, like, right. I would still be me, you know? So I would just be like sad on a beach instead of sad on a river. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's like, there's this study that pops up all the time that like people who live close, closer to the ocean and there's like a gradient, like the closer you get to the ocean, the happier you are. And I'm really? like, I think the closer you get to the ocean, the more money you have. Mm, maybe that seems like a pretty distinct correlation like if you're yeah. on the beach right sure you're no doing you okay will. i don't know buddy I, 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 you, you sierra leone has an incredibly beautiful beach and <laughs> i thought the not, study was of people in the uk so that, the that uk just, yes there's beaches i've well, been all over the word of the ocean I i've been all over there's, that island there's brighton there's not a lot of beaches i don't know I don't know about Brighton. People in Brighton are happy? That's the theory? I don't remember. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. It was you. Now, I I don't want to. Now, I think this is a great correlation versus causation thing, Hank, but I think you're wrong about the correlation. I think it's that people are happier the further in the United Kingdom, the further they get away from Milton Keynes, which as it happens just <laughs> is also means that you're closer to the ocean. Yeah, that's great. That must be it. God, I hate Milton Keynes. It's so weird to me that London is kind of a port city. Kinda, yeah. I mean, even it though it's it, like really it, far inland. Well, but it's got a big old river. I mean, that it's river got a is big churning. Old yeah, and it's, it's, it's a tidal Mississippi river. style. Yeah, yeah. It comes up. It comes down. Yeah. You don't want to drink the water too much. You don't want to drink the water at all. Well, of the Thames. Yeah. Don't do that. I don't know. What if you need to go? What if you're really constipated? Get a life straw. Get a life straw. That's good advice. Don't drink the water from the Thames. I was trying to make a joke. I'm sorry that it didn't come across. <laughs> I, it came across for me. Oh, um, but we have to We have to fight, John, in order for it to be. This is what I'm learning from, from Frankie and Joey of the basement yard. <laughs> we got to fight more. Yeah, no, we need to be more like the basement yard. That's all. I get that feedback a lot. People will come up to me and they'll say, I like your podcast. I just wish it was more like the basement yard. I bet they, I bet, I bet people are listening to this right now and they're like, oh my God, I do love the basement yard. Well, that's fine, but they don't want us to. We should trade episodes once. We should not. We should not. Why were we talking about water? I don't know, man. I'm, I think I would, because you were talking about mom's porch. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Um, the point is that no matter where you are, you can get bored. And if you're yeah. on Mars, I think it would take like 
I think on the second day, once you're you got you all your bored. You, once you got all your stuff there, you'd be like you'd be reading a book or something. And the internet sucks on Mars. We That's know that the from thing. the Curiosity the rover. I know exactly how bored I would get if there was TikTok, which is not at all. Yeah, but there isn't. But there is. The isn't. internet sucks there. Yeah. So if there's no, if I haven't like preloaded my phone with all of TikTok, then I got a problem. But here's a product idea for you, John. Sign up, two dollars a month. You get TikTok from 2020. I like that actually. Well, my initial thought was the idea of downloading TikTok is, of course, absurd and hilarious. Except it isn't actually. You could totally download TikTok. It's just that you would eventually get to the end of it, which is yeah. sort of a lovely, lovely thought. Like my whole problem with mm-hmm. TikTok is that there's no risk of getting to the end of it. Right? It's not. It's it's a infinitely renewable resource. If I was like, well, there's only so many TikToks left to watch, and my for you page is going to get a little bit worse every day because it'll get a little bit further away from what I actually want to see until I've seen the last TikTok. Um, Then I might be a little more judicious in my TikTok spending. It's true. It's true. But yeah, I think I wouldn't get bored on Mars for a pretty long time. You got to be inside in the dark a lot. That's the thing you got to remember about like the moon landings is they were a lot of the time sleeping in their fart bags inside of a We got to ask, we got to ask Buzz Aldrin if he got bored on the moon. You know, I bet Buzz didn't because he wasn't actually there for very long. But the later missions, they were there for like much longer. And I bet there were moments where they were like, this is still happening. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you just have to remind yourself to be grateful. You have to be like, oh, right, yeah. I'm on the moon. <laughs> I am on the moon. It is. We- I'm sleeping in a fart bag in a tin can, but also gravity's I'm on weird. the moon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could be worse. Yeah. There, there's your answer. Here's your answer. This I don't know. I think I think humans humans are supposed to get bored. We should be bored more. And oh yeah, it's very no. Hard. We, I, I I've always wanted to write an Anthropocene reviewed essay um, about boredom that begins with two words: boredom was, as wow, a way of yeah. trying to like anthro- uh-huh. like anthropologically study boredom, which was <laughs> this, this phenomenon that used, <laughs> that used to exist and oh, ended man. like slowly uh, beginning around 2010 and then entirely in 2019. Mm -hmm. It's pretty weird how boredom uh, has fundamentally shifted. Yeah, certainly there is still things like it. This next question isn't really a question. It's an order from Jordan who says, Dear John and Hank, I'm so excited to have you back. If you feel like it, I'd like to hear every thought you've had about Taylor Swift during the hiatus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think you should de- de- I think you should devote a whole episode to her but that's your call of course love Jordan I think that's not I think that we should not answer this question and then next week we should do a Taylor Swift Swiftacular great I love that idea and share all of our thoughts that we've had about because I have like, an hour I have an hour of thoughts for sure yeah and I like I think that you know we we don't have a ton of uh I mean, I'm not. I don't think a lot about Taylor Swift's music. I think a lot about Taylor Swift, the institution. I think a lot about Taylor Swift's music because nothing else ever plays in this house. <laughs> All right, Hank. Here's another question. It's from Emily, who writes, "Dear John and Hank, I lived with my friend's family for a couple summers a few years ago. We don't speak anymore, but I still have the key to their house. What should I do with it? Make it into a sculpture? Mail it back to them with no return address? Dubious advice appreciated. Communication is key, Emily. I think that it's good to." Good to have the key where the key should be. I think you can mail it back with a return address. 
Well, I don't know if I got the feeling that maybe they don't talk like they don't talk. Mm. Like there was an we event. don't speak anymore. There was a, a rupture. Any- oh, okay. We don't um, speak anymore. Yeah, we don't speak anymore is different than right. we don't talk anymore. We don't talk anymore is like, oh, you know, like things happen. If it's we, we don't talk-, talk anymore, then what I would say is like Emily should maybe just use the key to go into the house when she knows no. that nobody's there and then just like <laughs> sit on the couch and watch a baseball game. And then when people come home, be like, hey, it's me, Emily. Remember from a couple mm-hmm. summers ago? Don't do that. Um, my uh, One of my best friends from high school did that once. I came home from work one day and even though he lived in Georgia and I had no expectation of seeing him, he was sitting on my couch eating Raisin Bran, watching the Chicago Cubs play on television. And I was like, uh, hey, Clem. And he was like, he was like, hey, man, how's it going? And I was like, "Okay, what um, which which law enforcement agency are you hiding from? (laughs) What's going on, man? And he was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I was just I was in Chicago and I heard you lived here. (laughs) It's like, well, I do. I do. Fortunately. Um, Did he have a key? How did he get in? Oh, we kept our, um, it's funny you should ask, Hank. Um, We kept our, none of us had a key. (laughs) (laughs) I had a house like that once. It had a weird door. It was hard to find, the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we kept the front front window open and we came in and out of a very large front window every day. Oh, that got weirder than I expected it to get. Yeah. So that's, people are sometimes (laughs) like, why do people always go in and out of windows in your books? And I'm always like, well, because it's a extraordinarily common way to leave leave a home. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's that's different from my, well, here's what I'll say, Emily. If you live nearby, it is good to have a just in case place where <laughs> <laughs> no, that's such that's such bad advice. That's like where, that's where like, like potentially things fatal are really advice. really falling down around yeah. you. About, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. like, and you know, you've done a big crime, and right. uh, you need you need to hide, and you got to go live in the walls of your old house. Sure. No, Hank, I one hundred percent agree with you. That you need a safe house, right? Yeah. Like, I assume you have a safe house. I That's what, yeah, it's a just-in-case place. Safe you house makes just it sound like place. such a big thing. I have a just-in-case right. place. It's under the floor of the old office building that my office used to be in, where I know there's a trap door where I Dude, can go and hide if I need to. That's just a just-in-case place. Don't First off, don't reveal your just-in-case place. <laughs> Second off... You have reached a point in your life where you can buy a proper safe house that you leave empty They'll 99% of the it. time. No, they'll know about it. Who's they? Them. How will they know about it? The records. No, you buy it under the name of a nonsense corporation called um, <laughs> Gray 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 Gank LLC. No, you got it's called Fifty Shades of Gray Investments. So people are like, I definitely don't want to go there. <laughs> says, and don't go, don't go to that one, you guys. When you're when your life falls apart, you go to your safe house. Absolutely. And it's a tiny little space. It's a tiny little place in Speedway, Indiana or something. <laughs> you don't have a safe house. It's a one bedroom, one bath house in Speedway or somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Just, just, it's just a case place. It's just a key that you happen to have. I can't believe you came up with the billionaire bundle. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, thank you. Theology and philosophy is the billionaire bundle. Um, <laughs> Do you think there's a billionaire on earth who studied theology and philosophy? Like, I'm sure there are, there are billionaires uh, who studied one or the other. But do you Yeah, think, I, bet, I bet, but they inherited, you know. But even, no, they couldn't have. That's a big inheritance. It is a big inheritance. And also, people who inherit that much are better served by not thinking too much. So Yeah, they don't want to be they don't want to be philosophers. Are you kidding? Yeah. I wouldn't want to be I can barely handle being I can barely handle reading philosophy in, in my situation. Yeah. And I'm just sure. a I'm just a guy who's had some success and owns a safe house in Speedway, Indiana. <laughs> my God. I love I love your Speedway house. Uh mine's just a Rax and it's you wouldn't <laughs> believe it, but it is this whole time. People keep saying by the way, they're like um Oh, you know, you can't you can't afford a house these days. If you're Gen Z, you make mm-hmm. X oh, number the, of dollars this a year. Going? Yeah, you can't. Okay. You know, you're, you used to be that you could buy a house for three times your income. Yeah. And now a house costs twenty times your income. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all need to go to Speedway. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say y'all need to buy a Rex. Y'all need to start a fast food franchise from the 90s. Then you'll be able to afford a house, no problem. The money will come rolling in. You'll be swimming in it. You'll be Scrooge McDuckin. Scrooge McDuckin and the roast beef. This next question comes from Faith. Oh, God, that's gross. Who has Dear Egg and John? I'm making a couple of boiled eggs to put on my ramen instead of frying like I normally do. And for some reason, it feels like I'm not adding as much food to it as Mm. I normally would. I know it's the same amount of food, but why does it feel like a single boiled egg is less food than a single fried egg? Pumpkins and penguins, faith. Because it is. What? Because it is. No. Because you fry eggs in butter, my friend. Well, I mean, And that's going to be like half of the calories of your fried eggs is butter. It depends. First off, not everybody does butter, right? You can well, do a little bit oil, of pam. You can't fry. you can't fry an egg in nothing. You can. You can it's, fry it in pam and get, the, get, get, get a nice that's little- That's not a fried egg. Okay. What's the first word of the dish called, John? Fried. It's a fried egg. Okay. You're right. Um, you can scramble an egg in Pam. I think that it's not about that. I don't think it's the amount. I, I, I understand what you mean that like it, you're getting more energy from a fried egg than from a hard-boiled egg. For but sure. what I would say is that I think it's the breadth and width of the yeah. egg- that makes it feel more extensive. I agree with you. I agree. And I, I feel the same way. And when I eat a hard boiled egg, I'm like, that was nothing. That was not, uh, not a lot of food. And it isn't. It's like 70 calories. Like, it's not nothing. But you got That's not a meal. You got to have like eight of them. When I ate, when I eat a hard boiled egg, mm-hmm. my main feeling is like, I can't believe bodybuilders do this regularly. I love you a hard boiled egg. I just like, can't have like more than two. No, I mean, I'm happy to have one occasionally, but I don't wake up every morning and think like, God, I really want two hard-boiled eggs to start my day with. I don't think that's what I really want, but I absolutely think I could do that every day. <sighs> Not me. Um, fried egg, 135 calories. Boiled egg, 80 calories. God, you really, you, this is like the 17th time you've mentioned calories today. It's just- Because uh, that's what food is. I know, I know. It's just- it, <laughs> Well, 
it's also other things. It's energy and there's yeah, lots of, there's lots other of vitamins. That's a, that is true. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but in terms of like the, the stuff that makes you feel satiated, calories, like the amount of energy in the food is a big part of it. So I think that there actually is that. But I also think the form factor matters where you've got like this thing and you slice it and two and you're like, that's not a lot. And you got this thing that like covers the whole bowl. It does feel like more food. Okay, Hank, I think we've answered that question. So it's time to have a discussion. Oh, okay. Should we continue to do the fake sponsorships? Oh. Is that a thing of the past? Do we need to liberate ourselves from the old bits to make way for the new bits? You know, I think that like those fake sponsorships are funny, but like there's a reality that once you've done a joke yeah. 400 times, right. it's, it's not, not as good. Anymore. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Is there like, there's it's, part it's of not, me and that's it's like, not like it's not a joke. It's a chance to make jokes. Yeah. But because the chance to make jokes is a joke, the joke that is the chance to make jokes isn't funny anymore. Which it's less which funny a lot than of pressure it could be on the on the on the jokes that you fit inside of it. Right. Exactly. And often they're not that funny. Right. So the format is no longer funny, which means the jokes inside the format have to be extraordinary. And I'm right. just going to level with you. And maybe this is my, you know, slightly depressed brain talking, but like, I don't think they've been funny. I think maybe they haven't, but like, I do like, I do like a callback reference. Yeah, I do so too. I, so well, like, that's what I, I so I, I, but I did that callback of the billionaire bundle. You did. Because I was like, we don't have to do that during a sponsorship necessarily. We can just do it. In a, in, a, in a quiet moment. Yeah. Yeah. And be like, gosh, we have a good time here, don't we? <laughs> 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 it's our new segment. It's called We Have a Good Time Here, Don't We? Um, uh, that reminds me, I used to have a friend. We don't talk anymore or we don't speak anymore, to quote <laughs> Emily. Uh-huh. And I, used, I used to have a friend who, was, uh, who would always say, this is really fun, isn't it? And I'd be like, well, I mean, it was, was until you pointed it out. Now it's a little weird. Now we're, yeah. now we're outside of the moment looking yeah. in. Yeah, and not only that, like, it's not that fun. Because if it was that fun, we wouldn't be in a position to say this is really fun. We would be yeah. having the fun, yeah. not not looking at the fun from a distance. This is right. not why we, we don't speak anymore. So we're not doing fake sponsors, but we are doing real sponsors so listen, your toilet is massively gross, like it's grosser than you think. In fact, bacteria and viruses can hang around in the toilet bowl even after multiple flushes. And I recently found the easiest way to clean my toilet, Blue Land's Sustainable Toilet Cleaner Tablets. Just drop, watch it fizz, brush, and flush. It is truly that simple. No more scrubbing for hours. Plus, the tablets are plastic-free. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and for the planet with the same powerful clean that you're used to. Blue Land products are effective and affordable, and their toilet tablets are proven to work on a wide range of toilet stains, including rust, mineral deposits, lime scale, and hard water. And you can even get more savings by buying refills in bulk or setting up a subscription. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash dearhank. You won't want to miss this blueland.com slash dearhank for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash dearhank to get 15% off. 
This episode of Dear Hank and John is brought to you by ZocDoc. Look, there are, I think it's fair to say, some imperfections in the American healthcare system, but there are ways that it actually has recently gotten easier. I don't compromise on a lot of things, but I do not love feeling like I can't find the right doctor for me. And I've gotten very lucky that I have found some good doctors for me. When it comes to your health, there shouldn't be compromise. Don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines slash their family group chat slash their crossword puzzles just because they're available right now or they happen to take your insurance. Instead, like you don't have to keep going back to a doctor who you don't like. You can check out ZocDoc, a place where you can find and book doctors who make you feel comfortable, who listen to you, who prioritize your health, and you can search by location, availability, and insurance type. So literally, no compromises. Because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you think. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. No more phone calls and waiting on hold with a receptionist. We don't have time for this anymore. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients booking appointments with tens of thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed, credible doctors and specialists. The typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between 24 and 72 hours. That's it. You can even sometimes score same-day appointments. Go to ZocDoc.com slash DearHank and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then you can book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash DearHank. ZocDoc.com slash DearHank. Every time I know it's coming, and I'm like, I'm going to have to say ZocDoc.com right now, aren't I? And then I do. I'm getting good at it, everybody. ZocDoc.com. But anyway, we got a Project for Awesome message from Rachel who says, To Rachel, Sarah's, and the other names, be sure to pluralize Rachel's and Sarah's, please. I assume that was for me, but maybe it was for the world. (laughs) At the start of the pandemic, we created a group to help each other out in Animal Crossing. Three years later, we've grown together and I consider you to be my closest friends and I love sharing our passions, clowning and supporting each other every single day. I love you all so, so much and I can't wait to meet up with most of you throughout this year, DFTBA. That's so lovely, Rachel. It is lovely. So to Rachel's, Sarah's and the other names everywhere, please feel that love. Feel that love. And go Scrooge McDuck and some roast beef. Ooh, that's so gross. I'm, 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 I'll be honest with you, Hank. I'm a little worried about this Rax commitment. Like, I don't know how we're going to get to Rax, and it seems like one of the Raxes is closing. Yeah. I don't want to get into too dark of a headspace, but like a bunch of ash trees are dying and a Rax is closing, and it just feels like, and also like the rest of the world is in collapse, um, yeah. even outside of like, the Rax, yeah. Raxes and the ash trees, like things uh-huh. are really horrible. And I'm concerned that we're never going to go to Rax. Yeah, I think we can make it work if we have to, or if we want to, I should say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to go to Rax. I, we I pro- really, like, we, it's a project about- for Awesome Perk. We promised that we yeah. would go to Rax, but we didn't know you were going to get cancer. Yeah, here's the thing, John. Yeah. I think this is important. We have obligated ourselves to go to Rax, and that's one piece of this equation. Right. And then there's like the, these two brothers want to experience this thing from their youth together thing. And that also feels a little bit like an obligation. But there's a third thing, which is that I really, really want to eat that sandwich. You want to eat a lot. You want to go to Rex. Yeah. I really want to eat like the guy. So a couple of nerd fighters posted on the nerd fighter subreddit that they went to the racks that we're planning on going to. And they found that it is pretty close down, but you could still get some things. 
And yeah. they showed the sandwiches they got. And I had a big reaction, like a mm. much bigger reaction. You felt it in your I, heart. Yeah. Like my heart was like, it, like they used the same foil wrapper things that they did I saw in the that. 90s. I saw and that, that. Just the look of the wrapper. I was like, oh, I need that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can go to Racks any day. Not any day, actually. I'm pretty busy. Um, <laughs> but I can go to Racks a lot of days, and uh-huh. because it's only it's a, it's a day trip for me. Yeah, I think I'm that, two hours from a Racks. I think really you're, it's just you're, two hours. You're the issue. Yeah, I got to get to Indianapolis, and then we'll make it happen. I I just think that like I need to make the case to myself and my family that like this is a big deal for me, even though it seems like it shouldn't be. Well, the other thing, and I don't want to try to really push hard to get you here, but the other thing that's happening, and I keep forgetting about this, but it's happening by the time like this podcast is uploaded, it will have happened. Oh, and I'm no. really hoping this, um, I mean, it's going to be a lot of work, but um, it, hopefully it'll also be a little bit of joy is we're getting a puppy. Yeah, I know. It, I w- I will, I'm excited to see the puppy. He's I've a very special, pictures. he's a very special puppy. He, yeah. he he's coming he's coming to our house t- today or tomorrow and he's a very he's a very sweet well, well I don't know him yet but I have I have expectations that he's going to be a very <laughs> sweet little guy uh-huh um yeah so he has a name and he has but we haven't met him yet but he um uh he has a great name I think um I love the, the name too the the lady who um who we're getting him from uh, when she would have the uh, FaceTimes with us. She's she's a Croatian lady. And she would say, um, look at him. Look at him. He's just little potato. He's just <laughs> tiny. He's just tiny potato. He's just happy potato. Look at his happy potato face. And I was like, we, we went over names for, for months and months. And then finally, Alice was like, why don't we just call him potato? <laughs> Clearly his name is <laughs> potato. He's just little potato. He's just a happy little potato. Yeah, yeah. He seems like potato to me. So I'll be able to report back next week name. whether he is actually potato or whether he is <laughs> nightmare. <Something> nightmare. <laughs> nightmare potato. Also a thing that can happen. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, Hank. Well, in lieu of sponsors, I think it might be time for the all-important news from Mars and AFC Wimbledon. Yes, it is. What's going on in, on Mars? In news from Mars... It's tricky these days to to uh, figure out how to do things because of how the governments are not working as well as they used to. For example, mm-hmm. um, Rosalind Franklin's ExoMars rover mission uh, was planned to be a joint project between the European Space Agency and Russia's uh, space agency. They've decided to uh, break off working together for a while. <laughs> Mm, yeah. Europe and Russia. Um, yeah, they're not currently speaking, as Emily so, would say. <laughs> so so uh the uh so the, the ESA uh ESA as they call it, I should say, ESA is like, hey, NASA, you wanna come over and help out? And the house is like, no, we'd rather not have create funding for that. Uh, so we're trying to figure out how to make the Rosalind Franklin rover happen. And mm. I would very much like for it to happen. And it would be very cool. And I'm sure that it will one way or another. But at the moment, it has gotten tossed up into limbo because of the need for funding and that NASA 
is trying to do its own things that's also we're having a hard time getting funded by Congress right now. So the that that's also hanging up uh, 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 NASA's own projects, NASA's own Mars projects, like the sample retrieval mission that we talked about recently. Right, which, right. Uh, is kind of been put in limbo by estimates that it's actually going to cost way more than than we've said so far it would cost. Right. Well, uh, AFC Wimbledon is also uh, super poor, so it can relate yeah. to the Rosalind Franklin rover mission. You know, I bet you could take the money from Rosalind Franklin and forget a pretty great soccer you team. Could probably, probably make, <laughs> probably, probably rocket us to the prem in five yeah. short years. Um. Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, that's a great point, and I don't understand since other other national governments are getting into the business of buying soccer clubs, Saudi Arabia, Abu Dhabi. It seems that the United States is maybe missing out on an opportunity to have some real geopolitical impact by purchasing a fourth tier English soccer team. <laughs> um, so Wimbledon uh, have been playing terribly in general. We lost four to two to Accrington Stanley. Accrington Stanley, who are they? And then we lost four to one to Morecambe, which is especially humiliating because their badge, you know how all the teams have little badges and everything? Their badge is a, is a dang shrimp. They're the shrimps. Oh, I like that though. No, no, we don't. We don't like <laughs> it when they beat us four to one. Um, and I was really, I was really starting to get frustrated. You know, we're, 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 we're down there in, uh, in 11th place in, in league two, which isn't the worst, certainly not the worst situation we've ever been in, but yeah, but you, but, but you were recently like second in, place. Exactly. We've just been on a terrible run. Um, mm-hmm. but then we played in the first round of the FA cup against a team that's actually in the league above us. That's in league one Cheltenham, which oh. is one of those, like, it sounds like, a made up place you know it sounds like yeah. a place where like maybe a thomas hardy novel is set <laughs> you know I, like, I saw the results of this game and i was like that team must be at least one league below us no they're 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 a league above us now they are terrible in that league <laughs> but they're still above us you know like mm-hmm. theoretically they're better than every team in league two or at least they have you know whatever yeah. we beat them so bad. And I listened to the game on the radio driving back from Columbus, Ohio, where I had a lovely event. And we just absolutely destroyed them. James Tilly scored two goals. Connor Lemon High Evans scored a goal. Um, they call him the Lemon. Ali Alhamidi, of course, got on the score sheet as he does in pretty much every game that he plays. And we won five to one. Weird. I haven't seen us win a game by four goals. <laughs> In, I don't know, five years. Uh-huh. So it was pretty great. It was really fun. I was alone in the car and I was just like, just banging on the ceiling of the car. Just like, let's go. So excited. Um, yeah, just a dominant performance against Cheltenham, which means we go to the second round of the FA Cup. Now, Hank, you'll remember the FA Cup is this knockout competition where if you make it to the third round, you could play anybody. You could yeah. play Manchester United. And you could make millions of dollars playing Manchester United just one game. Sure. So it would be huge. Yeah. Guess who we drew in the second round of the FA Cup? You won't guess. I don't know the names of many teams. Was it Manchester United? They don't play until the third round. Oh, it's okay. Ramsgate. Now, oh, Ramsgate, Hank, Ramsgate plays in the eighth tier of English football. They are an amateur 
team. They are like what we were when we started, had to restart after Milton Keynes did what Milton Keynes does. Yeah, so that sounds good. Ramsgate, I mean, in, in a way it's good. We should not have a problem beating an eighth tier English soccer team, except. What? what well, I just lose? worry. Oh. We can lose to anyone. We've it shown the capacity to lose to the shrimps. <laughs> All right. Well, that would be embarrassing, but I feel like I feel like you want to make sure that you have the chance to to make those millions of dollars. So play a bad team. There you go. December second. That's going to be the absolute key. Is good. En- are we going to be good enough to just get to that third round and then get an amazing draw like Manchester United away or Chelsea away or Tottenham Hotspur away, something like that. Right. Right. Where we're at their stadium, in a big, really place. big stadium. Yeah, they sell a lot of tickets. They sell a ton of beer. They put they it charge. on TV. Oh, they put it on TV. Oh, the TV money. The TV money. I have oh. a question for you, John. I loaded yeah. up these these stats here, the rankings, and it says yesterday football league trophy AFC Wimbledon mm. versus Crystal Palace. Yeah, uh, but that doesn't. I doesn't seem like it's actually Crystal Palace because no. It says U twenty one after it, and yep. the, the the shield is blank. Like they didn't, they hadn't had the time to upload the shield yet. Correct. So that's probably not actually Crystal Palace. That's Crystal Palace's under twenty one team. Oh, okay. So we play them in the uh, in this ridiculous trophy competition that does not matter unless we win it. In which case, it's the most important trophy in the history of football. <laughs> Uh, it's called the football league trophy and everybody like plays, doesn't play their best players. And it's, yeah. But anyway, we are going to the second round of that. We just have secured our spot in the second round. So at this point, you know, if we go, I'll say this, if we make it to the, like the quarterfinals, suddenly I'll be like, oh, everybody knows the football league trophy is extremely important and valuable. And everybody (laughs) says it's prestigious, but actually, Mm -hmm. no, it's not, it's not. I think it used to be. I can't remember what it used to be called. Um, like the Carabao Cup used to be called the Milk Cup, uh, oh, like wow. Got Milk. And I think this used to be called the Johnstone's Paint Trophy because it was sponsored by a paint company. <laughs> so there's your context. I love that. Yeah. I also love a, a team that's uh, shrimps, I got to say. Well, you're welcome to root for them. 44 games a year, but you got to root for Wimbledon when we play them. That's the rules. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm trying to find the shrimp. Where is their shrimp? Morecamb. I don't the know Moore what Cam- that means. You don't know what Morecamb oh, means? Oh, it's mo- not Accrington Stanley. It's Morecamb. No, no. Look at it. It's a gigantic shrimp. Their whole badge is a shrimp. There's oh, nothing else to it. I love that. <laughs> I was right. It's great. It's so good. Speaking of which, a bunch of people did not believe us when we said that Joe Lewis rolls his pants, our our central defender rolls his pants up real high and has incredible, Uh incredible, incredible thighs. And so all these- That's real. All these people found either on Patreon or through my Twitter found this picture of him celebrating after scoring and like jumping five feet into the air and revealing his magnificent thighs. And all the replies are hilarious. They're like, well, I wasn't prepared for that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you told me that it was going to be like that, but I, but but I still wasn't ready. (laughs) Yeah. It's like that. It really is. Yeah. 
All right, Hank. Uh, well, we had a thank good time for... here, John. Yeah, this was uh, good. Remember Thanks the time when you talked about your friend uh, who was in your house just randomly, and also you used to go in through your window all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you that know, happened. Call I know. Back. Those were back in the days when I got denied entrance to Canada for insufficient funds. <laughs> yeah, those times. <laughs> oh, it was good. Good. I would say good days, but actually, no. It was. It was miserable. Actually, I hated, hated it all. John, thank you for making a podcast with me. I, I, I feel like you did a good job. I enjoyed thank it. Thank you. Thank you. You did good uh, too. Thanks. This podcast is produced by Rosiana. And I'll do it. I'll do edited it. Edited by Tuna. <laughs> I'll do it. This, <laughs> this podcast is produced by Rosiana Alstrohas. It's edited by Tuna Medish. Uh, our head of community and communications is Brooke Shotwell. The music you're hearing now and at the beginning of the podcast is by the great Gunnar Roland. As they say in our hometown, don't forget don't about Deboki. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We forget about <laughs> Don't forget about <laughs> Good job. Thanks. I did it. Thanks.